Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers lost to the Denver Nuggets in Denver by quite a bit. It was never particularly close, but more importantly, are on the precipice, it sounds like, of some pretty good news as it pertains to Anthony Davis. We'll start with the game really quickly. Uh, Again, the final score here, or I guess I didn't say it in the opening this time. Uh, The final score in Denver, 122 Denver, 109 Lakers, and it was not that competitive. The Lakers kind of hung around, um, but it was clear that Denver was willing to do just the absolute bare minimum of work that it took to win. I believe the final clo- the, 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 the final line on the game was 13 points. The Lakers wind up losing by 13 points. So <laughs> betters, nobody really walked away from, from that one feeling all that great. Uh, but the, the, but Denver, like essentially the way that it looked was Denver just kind of sleepwalked and then, you know, the Lakers would go on a bit of a run and that would get Denver to kind of wake up and, as soon as they went from the, you know, less energy than is necessary to start pulling away to just slightly more energy that is needed to pull away, Denver pulled away. Uh, so the Lakers, you know, they go into Denver, they play without LeBron, still without Anthony Davis, still without Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker. Troy Brown was also a late scratch on this one. So, yeah, game went about as you would expect. But I, I think. Uh, one point that Raj made and, and Donnie made on the post-game Spaces show coming off of the game last night, which you can check out on the feed um, just behind this show. But one point that those guys made in reaction to this game is, look, the Lakers were clearly punting this one. Um, and, you know, LeBron being a late scratch the way that he was, uh, Troy Brown being a late scratch the way that he was, you know, clearly the Lakers knew, look, if they were going to win this one with LeBron, it would have taken everything that he had at his disposal. So let's just kind of chalk this one up for what it was. And uh, the Lakers, you know, were a lot more competitive in punting this game than they have been earlier this season and certainly last season. So, look, this isn't a moral victory thing. At the end of the day, you know, it does kind of suck. I thought the Lakers could have been more competitive. It was a really bad Russ game and a really bad Schroeder game. Uh, so, and that, and that basically ends any chance that the Lakers might have had it competing. And look, maybe if those guys play better, Denver is more engaged for more of the game and they wind up winning by about as much anyway. But uh, yeah, I think the Lakers, you know, clearly didn't see this one as being in the cards and, you know, had various guys either available or unavailable as as necessary and are just going to try to get back home and, and, and try to refocus and, and pick up a win maybe on Thursday. Uh, even with all that said, it looked better. It looked a lot better than it did earlier this year in these kinds of circumstances and significantly, exponentially better than it did last year in these kinds of games. I would say more importantly than than last night's loss, significantly more importantly than last night's loss, was the news that we got 
uh, before the game, a few hours before the game, in in uh, regards to Anthony Davis, in that he apparently is going to start ramping things up. To this point, it's been a lot of in- injury management, and it's been a lot of you know super careful, a very and rightfully careful approach to overseeing this this injury. And that, you know, next step is starting to ramp things up and hopefully make a return to the court as soon as by the end of this month, which is pretty insane, you know, given the nature of the injury and 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 how the the injury the information regarding the injury was kind of very slowly leaking out afterward. Uh, now, look, we'll see how he handles ramping things up. Um I remember last year with Kendrick Nunn, it was similar to this. <laughs> like, you know, well, maybe just maybe he'll get onto the court. He got onto the court and it didn't go well. And so uh, hopefully that isn't the kind of situation we see here with Anthony Davis. Um, it is a tricky injury, though. Feet, uh, especially feet attached to seven footers. And even more specifically than that, feet attached to seven footers who move athletically the way that Anthony Davis does, uh, they can be very finicky. And so clearly the Lakers are going to be very careful in how they watch over this. So will Anthony Davis's own personal team. They're all going to keep a very close eye on how he progresses here. But the fact that this is even within the realm of possibility, potentially getting Anthony Davis back, um, importantly before the trade deadline by the way uh this is this is really important this development now you know part of me um you know, look anthony davis is with clutch you know and, and clutch is clearly a very you know pro lebron entity if you want to put your conspiracy theory hats on if you want to wear some tinfoil on the top of your head one thing that can't quite one thought that I can't quite get out of my head here is, you know, his approach to this injury, like him potentially coming back right before the trade deadline, as the Lakers are still only, uh, I believe, a game out of the play-in game and only a couple games out of the uh, playoffs as they are, the sixth seed. Uh, it, them being this close, I don't think is something that anybody really saw coming, and I kind of sort of wonder, and this is just my own kind of thinking out loud here, but I do kind of wonder if Anthony Davis, it being floated out that Anthony Davis might try coming back, might be able to come back only a couple weeks or so before the trade deadline. Um, if, if that is, you know, some unintended or maybe intended, I don't care. It, it, maybe it is some kind of pressure again being applied to the front office that like, hey, LeBron kept this team afloat. Anthony Davis is going to do whatever he can to get back out onto the court. When are you guys going to, you guys being Rob Polinka and the front office, when are you guys going to push your chips into the middle of the table here and meet those guys halfway? Just something that kind of crossed my mind and, and keeps crossing my mind given the timing of all of this. Um, it, it's, it's something to keep an eye on, but more importantly than significantly more importantly, obviously, than any of my own kind of weird ideas on this front is that maybe just maybe we'll see Anthony Davis 
play again this year. And that would be really great given how amazing he was right before the injury. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Uh, a lot of content over the last couple of days. Obviously, can you dig it on Sunday as they made the case for why the Lakers should should make a trade? Uh, yesterday on my show, I spoke to Howard Beck of Sports Illustrated and got into some of the kind of league-wide reaction to how the Lakers have handled this and some of the long-term ramifications if the Lakers just choose to ride this thing out without committing uh, some of their long-term prospects to uh, competing in the short term. And then, again, like I said a second ago, uh, Raj and Donnie recapped last night's game for some crazy reason, uh, (laughs) given the roster that the Lakers went into last night's game with. And then uh, here in a little while, the Taco Tuesday guys are going to be recording a little bit later today. So until then... And until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.